Scrupulous leadership, thoughts on Parshat and more. I've always loved the word scrupulous, even though it can be a mouthful to pronounce quickly. It offers the subtle combination of meaning meticulous, thorough, and attentive to details, along with the moral quality of being painstakingly concerned about avoiding wrongdoing. It communicates the nexus of careful, intentional thought and deed in relationship with honesty, integrity, and righteousness. It describes leadership at its best. A leader should be upright and upstanding. Sadly, we don't expect our leaders to be scrupulous today when it comes to ethics. We've lowered the bar so much that leaders can step right over it. Our Parsha, Emor, demands that the priestly class, the Kohanim in particular, be very careful about their conduct, especially when it comes to managing donations to the Beit HaMikdash, the temple. God spoke to Moshe, saying, Instruct Aaron and his sons to be scrupulous, v'yinazru, about the sacred donations that the Israelite people consecrate to me, lest they profane my holy name. Rashi explains that the root of the term used here to denote fastidious care, nezer, means to distance oneself or set oneself apart. He uses two biblical proof texts to support his explanation, one from Ezekiel 14.7 and the other from Isaiah 1.41. We recognize this word from the term nazir, the ascetic who refrains from certain behaviors to set himself apart from others to live a less worldly existence. Nazar also refers to a crown around the head. The Nazarite does not cut his or her hair, perhaps to bring attention to the role the mind has in sanctifying oneself with extra holiness. One passage in the Talmud explains what kind of scrupulous behavior was expected of those who collected the funds in the days of the Beit HaMikdash, our holy temple. These were to cover the cost of offerings. The coin gatherer or collector was not allowed to wear clothing with cuffs. He was also not allowed to wear shoes, sandals, tefillin, or amulets. These were all places where coins might be hidden from view. Having authority while having exposure to a lot of money can lead even the most scrupulous people to temptation. Avoid suspicion and take every precaution not to arouse it. The Talmudic passage concludes with a verse from Mishle from Proverbs, find favor and approval in the eyes of God and humans. Speaking of endings, our chapter in Emor ends where it begins, quote, you shall faithfully observe my commandments. I am God. You shall not profane my holy name that I may be sanctified in the midst of the Israelite people. I, God, who sanctify you. I, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God, I, the Lord. It's not easy to know what it means to sanctify God's name and not profane it until we look carefully at the word scrupulous and what it requires. It might all come down to one question. Does every small action of ours have to reflect uprightness? Leadership expert Dan McCarthy challenged readers to think hard about this question in a work context. In his article, Leadership Scruples, What Would You Do? 20 Ethical Dilemmas for Leaders, McCarthy resurrected the game Scruples to ask his readers what they would do given a specific scenario. Here are just five of his 20 questions. Number one, your manager congratulates you for a brilliant suggestion and hints at a promotion. Your employee gave you the idea. Do you mention this to the manager? Number two, a colleague is out of his office. You notice his paycheck stub on his desk. Do you glance at it? 
Three, your manager demands to know what a coworker is saying behind his back. It's not flattering. Do you tell him? Four, you want to quit a job without notice, but you need a good reference from your employer. Do you invent a family health emergency? Five, you decide not to hire someone because he's wearing a nose ring. When he asks why he didn't make it, do you give the real reason? We can add lots of questions to McCarthy's list. There are big questions we can ask ourselves about leadership scrupulousness, like, do I use language that elevates meetings and conversations? Do I curse or gossip too much about colleagues? And then there are the smaller but no less important questions that are the modern-day version of the coin-free charity collector's clothing. Do I take office supplies for personal use without asking permission or checking on the company's policy? At the heart of scrupulous behavior is the understanding that small acts of misconduct can grow over time into larger acts of corruption, and small acts of honesty can grow a reputation of trust. Who would you hire? The person who takes paper clips home or the person who asks before photocopying something for personal use? I know my answer. Our Torah reading this week puts another frame on these questions. Godliness. Sanctification opens our chapter and closes it. If you want to strengthen your relationship with God, care about the details. If you want to strengthen any relationship, care about the details. If you want to strengthen your leadership, care about the details. All of the small details add up to a reputation of love and goodness and relationships of warmth and depth. In letter number 14 in his Letters to the Next Generation, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs explains that this intimacy is the very foundation of Jewish life. God is close. God is here. God is life. Therefore, celebrate life sanctify life, turn life into a blessing, and make a blessing over life. That is Judaism in 25 words. If you have a few minutes, what are your 25 words that describe Judaism?